Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of Pre-Real. And over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the next level. This is the Pre-Real Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Pre-Real Podcast. We're joined today by Dr. Jamil Syedj. Dr. Jamil, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today. Really excited to talk with you. Thank you so much, James, for having me and for this opportunity to be with your community and for everyone who's tuning in. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, it's it's my pleasure and honor. Uh, I was wondering, in your position, uh, is there a uh, there must be a heavy burden? Do you carry a, a this incredible level of responsibility? You're advising people, I would assume, in instances to make drastic life changes and choices based on what they're communicating to you, toxic people in their lives, toxic situations that they're in, uh, where they're they're crying out for help, they're looking to, to break through, or they're performing well. Uh, I'm a good example. We've had a lot of success. We've been blessed. We've done really well, but uh, not nearly where I, I know I can and should be. So for me, uh, a lot of it was about, hey, uh, I'm playing small ball. Right. I've been playing small ball. Only small ball. You're doing $50 million deals. It's small ball. There's other things and places where I should be and where I want to participate. Um, but they come with tough decisions. Uh, do, does that weigh on you? Do you do you have that that sense of uh, responsibility as you're advising people through this? So there's two things I want to share about that. So the first thing is I want you to notice, and this is for everyone listening. This isn't just calling you out, James, because we all do this. Notice how we take things as a given. So you said, once they make that decision, now they have this really challenging path ahead of them. And so notice how we make that, we just say that as if that's true. There is no such thing as a challenging path. There's a path and you can have a challenging experience of that path, right? There's no such thing as a stressful job. There's a job and you can have, a, you can have an extremely stressful experience of that job but not everybody experiences that job the same. And so when we recognize that we make it challenging, it isn't challenging. That is a game changer because that changes the whole thing. We look at it and go, oh, wow, how am I creating this as challenging? Not just assuming it's challenging and living into it. It becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy. And so I just wanted, that was the first thing just went off in my head. I wanted to bring that up because a lot of people that are listening, you know, and I'd probably do it at times too, but now I practice it for so long, I catch myself like a second after, but we say something, we don't question it, and then we live into it as if it's real. So it becomes real for us, like that quote I used earlier, a lie, you know, spoken aloud enough times becomes the truth. Excuse me, to the second aspect of what you shared. So I think that first we have to get clear on, you know, the role I think that I play. And so for anyone listening, there is a distinction to be made between coaching and consulting and therapy and all these kind of things. Consulting is more along the lines of advising. Consulting is like, hey, I've already done what it is that you want to do. 
like, you know, you want to do the hundred million dollar deals. I've done the billion dollar deals. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, I can help you like kind of navigate that path because I've already done that. You know, I'm the, I'm the coach for the Olympians, but I was a first, I was a gold medalist in the Olympics. So it's like, I can help my clients get there. Right. Cause I've done it. That's the idea of a consultant. That's me telling you what to do. When I think of therapy, that's along the lines of something's happened, let's say, in the past that is preventing you from being and doing the things you want to do now and talking about it, releasing it, you know, is helpful. Now, I have, in addition to my coaching training, I also have some therapy background as well. And so that's why I spoke about what I did. But when it, as it relates to the advising part, coaching is less about advising and it's more about helping people understand how they see their world, how they create their world, helping them navigating their thinking and helping them find the answers within themselves. You know, because I can give a perspective of what I think you should do, but it's your life. I could be wrong, right? So it's less helpful for me to say, James, I think you should do this. And it's more helpful for me to ask certain questions to guide you to that answer that you'll come up with. And now you're fully bought into it because it came from you. If I tell you what to do, you might be resistant to that at some level because it didn't come from you, right? And so first and foremost, I think that needs to be spoken out. Second of all, I definitely, it doesn't weigh on me, but I definitely understand the magnitude of the circumstances that people bring to me um, in their own lives and how important it is for them. And, um, you know, every person that I work with, it's just a 100% commitment from me. They get my full, you know, body, mind, and soul. They get everything that I have whenever we're together. And even in between, if they need me, and I'm usually thinking about them, and I might send them some messages, send, mail them some things that I think would really serve them. Because when somebody's in my world, like they're there to stay. And I, and I want to do everything I can to help them get where they want to be. And so it doesn't weigh on me in a heavy sense, but you could say it weighs on me in the sense that I'm deeply aware of it. So you, you mentioned um, a few different components there of, of our overall uh, well-being and our ability to uh, excel. Because at the end of the day, uh, a lot of the folks who come on the show, again, they're top performers uh, and they're there's a lot to balance. There's a lot to juggle. Um, but what is the correlation between physical health, nutrition, and mental health performance on the other platform, whatever it may be, wherever it is that you're performing? What is the correlation between the two? Oh, yeah, there's massive correlation. And so one of the ways I represent this is I think about the work that I do as a triangle and the three sides to it. The base of it is success which is your own definition, whatever that would look like. The other two sides are health and relationships. And when you have the health, the relationships and the success, you have an extraordinary life without regret. And when I think about the health component, to give an example, I've had, you know, many of my, I know, that, you know, your background is in real estate, my understanding. And um, a lot of your listeners probably are in the real estate space. And, you know, I've worked with real estate investors, brokers, loan officers, agents from, you know, around the world. And oftentimes, I find that they ignore their health physically in pursuit of whatever their goal is. And so they're pushing, they're pushing. Maybe they're not sleeping well. They're burning the candle on both ends and they're eating whatever they can eat or they're not eating. And they hire me and they hire me with the intention of they want to grow the business. They want to make more money. They want to do all that. And I'm just, I figure out, you know, shortly into the work that 
they have brain fog and they're bloated and they're not sleeping well and their energy is always low. And they're asking like, is there a supplement I can take or what can I do? And I ask some basic questions about their nutrition, their hydration, their sleep, their environment, all these are the, I have 12 pillars for help that I take people through when appropriate. And for me, it's like you optimize these 12 areas, 80% of what you've got going on is probably going to either drastically improve or eliminate, like go away. And when we balance out the, the, the energy, the nutrition, the hydration, the sleep, and the others, they go, wow, two weeks later, three weeks later, a month later, I feel so much better. My energy is back. I'm, my brain fog is gone. I can actually think clearly. But they were, you know, there's, a, there's evidence to show as an example that if you're dehydrated, and you took uh, one of these neurological assessments, you would show up as a result as if you were functionally drunk. So now imagine you're dehydrated, which most of us are <laughs> on a functional level. And the same applies when you're sleeping less than six hours a night. You're also functionally drunk. So most, I, I can't say most, a, a large amount or, or of these listeners are not sleeping enough. They're dehydrated they're malnourished and they're driving, they're taking care of children, they're working on maybe multi-million dollar deals, not realizing like the deck is stacked against them, but they're the dealer. <laughs> like, like they're the one doing it to themselves, only not maliciously, they usually just don't realize how important it is. And so I had, um, you know, there's an, one of my friends actually told me not too long ago, He's like, I hate sleeping. And I said, why? And he goes, it's a third of my life. Like, what a waste. And I said, yeah, but if you do it right, it makes the other two thirds way better. <laughs> but if you do it wrong, A, the other two thirds are not as great as they could be, and your life won't be as long. And so just recognizing that, going back to like, am I happy and things like that? How do I feel after I eat? You know, do I feel energetic? Or do I feel like I just like the stereotypical Thanksgiving kind of vibe where I feel bloated and tired. I got to take a nap and I, I a little brain fog, trouble thinking, you know, when I wake up in the morning, am I rested? Do I have energy or am I tired? There's people who wake up tired and, you know, if, and then, you know, am I consuming energy drinks, you know, a lot of coffee, Red Bull, whatever you're drinking, it's, these are crutches. And it's, I don't say that with any judgment. I just say that from the perspective of, in order for you to actually change anything, it goes back to what I said in the beginning. The first thing I said about self-awareness, take an honest look at yourself and get an assessment. Am I sleeping my seven to nine hours? And keep in mind that sleeping isn't the same thing as being in bed. You could be in bed for seven hours, but you only slept five hours and 30 minutes because you woke up four times. You, you, know, you, you couldn't get comfortable. It took you an hour to fall asleep not the same thing. You might need to be in bed for 10 hours to sleep for eight hours. <laughs> so the point is, am I getting the sleep? Am I taking care of myself from a nutrition perspective? You know, it's like your body lets you know, people say like, Oh, what should I eat? Well, prior to me giving you anything specific, let's focus on what not to eat, right? What's all the junk that we're putting in that your body is using to rebuild you. You know, your body is brand new every three to seven years, depending on the research you look at. You have a new skeleton, you have new skin, you have new everything. All your cells die and get turned over. What do you think they're being made of? They're being made of what you put in. And so if you're putting in what I would call like, you know, garbage or suboptimal food, that's what you're building your body with. So what happens when you take that and you try to compete with that? 
in the world. You try to compete with that in whatever market you're in. You try to compete with that against the people that are doing what you're doing. If they're not doing that, if they're optimizing their health, they're going to win. And so I look at it from the perspective of how do I optimize my health? How do I optimize my relationships from the perspective of like, you know, how do I communicate my relationship with myself and my relationship with my intimate partner, if I have one, and my relationship with my personal and professional life? And then the success component, what do I want? What life would actually be fulfilling for me? At the end of my life, you know, there's a, um, a quote I heard not too long ago that sent chills down my spine. And it's the definition of hell is on your last day on this earth, the person that you became meets the person you could have been. And now imagine the visual of there you are, the end of your life, whatever the age is, maybe you only have like an hour left. And you did everything by your own estimation wrong. You know, you lived in fear, you played small, you never took a chance and you're kind of miserable at this point. And then you meet the, and then, but you buy into the story. Oh, but you know, it's because of the way I grew up, it's my parents' fault. It's like the economy, all the things that the ego is using to almost like cushion the blow and take care of itself and not own like what it did because that's painful to own that. And then you meet this version of you who walks in when you got five minutes left and they're just radiating in every possible way. Like they're living the dream. Now you don't really have an excuse at this point because that's you. So it's like, how did they do that? And you ask them and they tell you, oh, you know, all those times when you wanted to go right, but you went left, I went right. (laughs) And like you do that, it compounds over time. You know, you start eating healthier today you're not really going to see a massive difference tomorrow. But you do that every day for the next five years, your whole body and your your energy and how you feel in your body will be night and day difference. You know, you think about your relationship if you're in one and you think about, am I being the partner that I'm capable of being? Am I being the best version of me that I could be for this person and for myself? And if the answer is no, start doing that. Again, you won't necessarily see massive change tomorrow but you will if you keep doing it. Same thing with success in every, in every way. It's one day at a time. It's baby steps, like you said, but you, you know, I love to hike. And as an example, you know, I've done some of the tall, I've done the tallest mountain in Arizona and a bunch of mountains in that Southwest area. And if you were to look at these mountains from the bottom, you're looking up going, Oh my gosh, like how the hell am I going to get up this thing? And you're thinking it'll take me four hours, six hours to get up. But that's not ideally what you do. Ideally, you go one foot in front of the other and you just focus on that next step. And you look at the scenery, maybe you're with someone, you have a great conversation. And next thing you realize, you're at what you're at what they call the saddle. You're like halfway up. <laughs> and you look at the view and you're like, oh my gosh, we made such like progress. And it went by so quick. And then you get all the way to the top and you go, like, we did it. But if you're on the bottom looking up, thinking, oh my God, that's so far away then you discourage yourself. And courage comes from cur, which is Latin for heart. And so when you're discouraged, you're disheartened. And when you're disheartened, you think, what's the point? And you give up. That's why there was a Steve Jobs um, talk that I saw that he gave with Bill Gates on YouTube a long time ago. And he basically said, people say it's really important to have passion for what you do. And Steve Jobs says, and they're right, because if you don't have passion, you'll quit because you're sane and it's hard. 
And so it's going to be challenging. There's going to be, you know, roadblocks. There's going to be stumbles along the way. If you're not doing you, if you're not living your version of life, if you're not happy with what you're doing, if you're not hopeful of what you're going to create, what you're going to build, the impact that, that it's going to have that's meaningful for you, then you're probably either not going to stick with it or you'll stick with it and kind of muscle through it, but you'll be miserable along the way. And so to me, it's like, it's not, I don't believe it's worth it. And so I, I know I expanded on, you know, you asked just about health, but ultimately massive correlation because you're not just a brain, you know, you're the whole system. It's interconnected. Everything feeds everything else. And I, I look at it as like mind, body, and spirit. And you want to optimize all three of those. And if you're living on one of them or two of them, you're going to notice, you know, it's like, it's almost like a car, you know, I think it's drag racing, those cars that they shoot out and then the parachute shoots out in the back and they need that. Otherwise the brakes can't do it by themselves. <laughs> it's like that same thing. You're like trying to run, you're trying to fly and you've got the parachute behind you holding you back, or you've got like anchor is chained to your legs and you're wondering why you can't really get airtime. <laughs> and it's because you're not optimizing you know, all three sides of that triangle. So I, I think the, the exercise of envisioning, like you said, the, the last hour of your life and having to confront, if you're being honest with yourself, the person that you could have been, that, that's pretty powerful stuff. Um, you have a free ebook and, uh, and an audio version as well. Uh, 20 Steps to Your Next Breakthrough. Uh, that I want to point the audience to, and, and the information will be below, folks. Could you just give us a couple of minutes on what they can expect in that book? Absolutely. Uh, one last thing before that, um, you know, when you talked about, you imagine that version of you, if anyone has read or seen A Christmas Carol, the book or the movie, right? There's that story of Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, and he has the three spirits that visit him. And, you know, long story short, starts as like a pretty miserable dude, <laughs> finishes overnight as the most joyful, loving, happy guy you can imagine with the biggest heart, like in the whole city. And it's like, well, what the hell happened? <laughs> he got confronted by these three spirits of what his past was like, that was pretty happy to a certain degree until a trauma, a traumatic, like the, the girl left him. It's like a, a traumatic experience happened that he kind of, latched onto and then used this kind of justification to be miserable. And then he partnered with somebody, continued being miserable. No one around him liked him. And then the, like the clutch on it, the straw that broke the camel's back, metaphorically speaking, he sees that spirit from the future who shows him life after he dies. And everyone's like happy about it. And everyone's like robbing his stuff. And he sees his tombstone <laughs> and he realized that like his life didn't matter. It didn't mean anything. And he's begging this spirit like, you know, depending on what version you watch, but he's begging this spirit of, please, like, give me another shot. Like, I can't, like, this can't be. And he thinks like he's done. The spirit's going to like take him to the afterlife or something. And then he wakes up and he's in bed and it's been like eight hours. And now he's like the happiest dude ever because he realized I have another shot. Bringing it full circle. Every day I woke up, my dad was still alive. I've got another shot. Now he might not even be alive the whole day. And on his last day, he wasn't, but he's alive right now. What am I going to do about that? I'm alive right now. What am I going to do about that? Like every day is your Christmas morning as Scrooge waking up if you let it. And so with the book, I wanted to create something 
that would be practical, powerful, and very easily accessible for people. You know, there's books that I've read that are 400 pages, 800 pages, a thousand pages. There's a lot of people that won't pick something like that up because it's kind of intimidating in the size of it. And so I purposely made this very small. It's like 74 pages or something like that. Every chapter is one to three pages. Mm -hmm. Every chapter has something actionable. It's got an exercise. It's got something that you can do to get you from feeling stuck to feeling in momentum. And so at the start of our call, when you were asking me like, what can people do? And I shared with you a bunch of questions to kind of journal on, absolutely do those. And if you're open to it, read the book. You know, I do think that that book can really help because it's not the, I wouldn't call it the, the end all be all. It's definitely not everything that you need, but it's absolutely, if you're at level one, it gets you to level two. It gets you to that next level of I'm in momentum and I'm not just sitting on the couch. And I do think that that for a lot of people have been very helpful, has been very helpful. And if I can, I can share one exercise from that book for the listeners, if I, if, if you'd permit it. Sure. Yeah. Something that I found to be very useful. It's in, I think it's in chapter one, maybe chapter two. And it's this exercise of oftentimes we get held back because of the phrase or the thought, what if it doesn't work? Right. And so what I put together was a really simple exercise where it's called goal challenge solution. The goal is what you want. You write down the goal. Maybe you have one, maybe you have 50. doesn't really matter. You write down all of them. For the challenge, the question is, what could get in the way? What could happen that would either stop me or slow me down? And then you'd write down for each goal. Maybe you have one challenge, maybe you have three, maybe you have 12. And so the goal is, you know, I want, I want to, I want to put muscle on and I want to lose 12 pounds and I'm going to go to the gym. That's how I'm going to do it. Well, what's the challenge? The gym closed or the gym's not open that day. Or, you know, I broke my leg or you know, what else? Well, anything that you could possibly imagine that would be a challenge to you getting what you say you want. And then solution is, if that were to happen, what would I do about it to still get what I want? What could I, what could I do about it to still win? The beauty of the process is if you really be with it, again, you come up with multiple challenges for each goal, and then you come up with a solution for each challenge. Now, you're not going to think about everything. But the more you do this, the better you get at predicting what could potentially get in your way, because there's only so many kind of patterns of things that are going to show up. Mm -hmm. And eventually it gets to a point where life typically doesn't go the way you expect it to and the way you plan it, like to the T, exactly, right? And so if, if you can count on anything, count on life not going exactly the way you think it should. But if you can anticipate it, and then you can plan ahead. Then when it does happen, you go, oh yeah, I figured that might happen. And then you know what to do. So there's no discouragement. There's no loss of heart because when you, when the, when the, so when the challenge presents itself, you go, oh, that's already part of my plan. And in a way it makes you unstoppable no matter what's going on. And uh, there's so much power in the exercise. It sounds real simple, but again, what holds us back, what stops us to such a large degree is, oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to work out like this and it's going to be great. And then you do this, it doesn't work out like that. And then you get discouraged and you stop. But if that was already part of your plan, you stick with right. it. And so I definitely recommend everyone to pick that up. Again, as James said, you can get it for free. It's on the, uh, the website, jamilsayage.com. And James has all the links and there's an audiobook version as well for I think like $7. And so you can get it on there as well if you choose. 
Um, and so that is uh, what I'd like to share about the book. So, um, Doc, incredibly powerful stuff. And, and folks, if you're in, if you if you're feeling stuck, or if you're not even feeling stuck, but you're looking to take the next step, um, I, I I went ahead and, and picked the book up. It, it it's got a lot of powerful. Uh, simple but powerful, actionable things that you can do today. No excuses, things you can do today to start taking that next step. I, I highly recommend it. Doc, what's the best way for folks to reach out? Thank you, James. And I appreciate you picking it up and giving it a read. I hope it served. And so um, for anyone who's listened, anyone who's sitting there thinking, this was great, you know, either if you're looking for other you know, content, I, I have probably... 500 something videos that have been on social media now for a couple of years. And I just like the book, I purposely make them short. So most of them are a minute <laughs> because I wanted it to be, what's one thing I can share with you in this moment that you can take with you today and it can change the whole course of your day. And I've been really fortunate and blessed to have people tell me that it's done that for them. And hopefully it does it for you. You can find that on my social media account. So Instagram is just at Dr. Jamil Syed, DR. And then my name, Facebook is just Jamil Syed. Feel free to Check out the content, shoot me a friend request, message me. I'd love to hear if something stood out to you in this podcast and or if you check out my, my other stuff, if it stood out, I'd love to hear what that was like for you. And if this has resonated and you're thinking, like James said, either I'm not as happy, fulfilled or at peace as I'd like to be, or maybe my life's going pretty great. And I have a goal that instead of 10 years down the line, I'd like to get that in 10 months then let's have a conversation. You know, in that conversation, like I mentioned earlier, we get really clear, what do you want? We get really clear on what's in the way, what holds you back? Why don't you already have it? And that's going to bring up a lot of stories that you're going to be sharing with me <laughs> about, oh, for this reason, this reason, and this reason. And then at the end of that conversation, if it feels like a good fit for both of us, we move forward together and we make some magic happen for you. And if it doesn't feel like a good fit, at least you have some more clarity around what's going on for you. And then if I can point you in the right direction, I do that too. And so you can book that on the website as well. And James, James has the link for that. And folks, all the information as always will be below. Dr. Jamil Sayedge, thank you so much for the time today. Um, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate you. Thank you, James. As always, folks, please stay safe. Mm -hmm.